Hey, mama. So is marketing your business hard for you? Do some of the marketing strategies that all the gurus recommend feel gross to you? The thing is that when you market your online business in a way that aligns with who you are and your beliefs, you feel good and you are excited to talk about your business to any and everyone. Well, today on the podcast, I sit down with Sarah Beisel to chat about biblical marketing strategies for online businesses. Sarah is a wife, a new mom, and a coffee addict. She's a copywriter turned brand messaging coach for Christian business owners, teaching them how to make money with authentic content and copy. It's Sarah's mission to empower Christian business owners to embrace their God-given identity so they can feel confident selling their offers without the sleaze. This was such an amazing conversation with Sarah. She breaks down what biblical marketing strategies for online businesses are and shares her six-step framework for biblical marketing. This framework is honestly mind-blowing in that it makes marketing feel so good and easy. I highly recommend grabbing your notebook and pen to take notes because Sarah shares all the goods in this episode. All right, let's dive in. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds and let's dive in. Right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down with Sarah Beisel, and we're going to be talking all about biblical marketing strategies. So Sarah, welcome to the show. Please tell us who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, Andrea. This is so much fun. I'm so excited to sit down and chat with you. Well, my name is Sarah, as you said, and I am a business coach with a copywriting background. So I I'm really passionate and really focused on helping um, business owners kind of take control of their own content and copy creation and just like helping them with the confidence in writing so that they can sell their offers because they know that they know their offers inside out. They know their things the best. And sometimes they just get a little bit caught up in how to actually execute the writing portion and feel good about that. And so that's where I come in and I'm helping them like just teaching them strategies and like approaches to write their content, their copy, all of the things in a way that feels really good and easy to them. 
a little bit about me. I'm a new mom, so I have my first kid um, about almost six months ago now. So he is a wonderful little boy. So it's been such a fun journey stepping into the mompreneur world. <laughs> Learning how to run a business with a baby has been a challenge, but a really fun one. And I'm just loving the journey about that. So yeah, that's been great fun. <laughs> that's so exciting. And yeah, I know like a lot of moms I've talked to who they had their business first and then transitioned into motherhood it was such a learning curve. So you're not alone. We all go through it. <laughs> yeah. Learning curve is definitely one way I would use to describe it, but it's been great. All right. So to jump into our topic, what does it look like to create a marketing strategy that is aligned with God's word? Yeah. So this is a shift that I made recently in my business about maybe about a year ago now, maybe a little less than a year ago now. I have always been like a Christian entrepreneur, but when I started, I wasn't really doing things like biblically per se, right? I was just like, oh, business world, let's learn all the things and focus on business stuff. And maybe a couple of years ago now, I realized that I wanted to start connecting with my faith more in my business. And so the last like couple of years have been a journey of like, well, what does that look like? How do you actually do that? And about um, about nine months, a year ago now, I was really digging into how to actually sell in a more biblical way. Because I know a lot of people talk about, oh, let's have a faith-based business. Let's have a biblical business. Let's have these biblical principles. And I was like, well, what does that actually mean though? Like, let's take a look. And so this is where like my kind of biblical blueprint um, has kind of been born from was I'm some investigating into just looking at things and truths and principles in the Bible and applying them into business. Because it turns out there's a lot of really great business lessons in the Bible. If you know where to look for them, if you know how to apply the stories to the things that we're doing, there's very, very relevant truths in there that we can apply to how we approach our business. So what it really is, what it comes down to is it's just applying these biblical truths to the way that you approach business. So it's not that there's like, uh, here's how to do business God's way in terms of like, here's the steps to follow. It's more about your approach, the principles that you apply, the way that you do things or not do things, the way that you like approach decisions, those kinds of things. And so that's what I have infused into a kind of marketing strategy is these principles from Jesus's life really is where I took most of them from. Um, to just give some guidance into how to have that approach that is grounded in our faith and biblical truths. I love that. And yeah, like I, that's something I've faced too, where it's like so many people say, yeah, oh, you're going to have like a godly business, you know, rooted in God's word. And it's like, like you said, it's like, well, what does that actually look like? Like, what do I need to do to make that happen? Besides (laughs) like the basics of, of course, like praying over our businesses and different things like that. So I love that you, you know, dug deep and like really try to figure that out and make it Mm -hmm. work for your business. So I know you mentioned like some biblical truths that you have applied. So can you share with us like some of those, like even if it's like specific parts of the Bible that you've been able to take and apply to your business, like share with us like what that looks like for your business? Yeah. So the biggest thing for me was um, I was looking at the way that Jesus like conducted his own personal ministry because our businesses are our ministry, right? Most of the time when we have started a business, it's because God has kind of given us that idea or that vision or that calling on our life. And so it's the same the same reason that Jesus came to earth. He had a calling on his life to conduct his life and ministry in a specific way. 
So that's where most of the truths for me come from, is looking at the way that he interacted with people when he was meeting in towns. Like, how did he interact with people and serve people? How did he, like, talk about himself and the way that he um, spoke about, like, his purpose? How did he, like, introduce people to the idea of faith and to the idea of who he was? Like, how did he talk about what he did? So those are the kind of principles. And I know we're going to like dig a little bit deeper into these in just a little bit. So I won't spoil the surprise just yet. But like this, the steps that I have for my biblical framework came from just looking at his life. How did he hold himself, conduct himself, interact with people? And these are the truths that I've then like taken and I try and apply to my life, my business, and then share with other people as they are trying to build their businesses as well as building it on that foundation of Jesus's life is the model that we should be following for how to run our business. Mm, I love that. And I do feel like that relationship piece is a big part of it. I mean, we see that throughout the Bible with Jesus, like he was really big on relationships. Mm -hmm. So yeah, applying that to how you interact with your clients and all of that, like I can see, yeah, yeah that's just pulling directly from the Bible. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what has been your experience creating a marketing strategy that aligns with God's word? And how would you say it compares to marketing according to like the world standards? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I've like experienced in implementing these changes for myself is things feel easier. It's like the only way I can describe it. So not to say that everything in business is always like easy and, and super simple, but everything feels a little lighter to do. So when I'm thinking about how to create my content and I like I put things out there, it's like, yeah, this is exciting. This is fun. This just feels natural because I've designed my marketing strategy to be the way that I was built, the way that like I was created. You know, when it comes to how do I want to sell and my my programs, my offers, whatever it is I've got going on, it feels very natural to talk about it because I've set myself up in a way that like place to my strengths. So I'm not trying to do things that feel weird to me or feel awkward because that's then where I fall down. That's where you, you know, end up stumbling over your words. You don't end up sharing things the way that make the most sense. You kind of get shy or confused or whatever, you know, whatever it is that comes in when you're not operating in like your natural space. And so easy is really just the best word to describe it. Not in terms of, like I say, not in terms of it being easy breezy and like there's no hard work required, but just that it feels very natural and normal and free, I guess, is another way to think about it. Like I've designed my marketing to be the way that God made me. And that's the whole point of this strategy is to help you do the same thing for you. So once you get into that alignment with your gifts and your talents, it does become much easier to run your business, to sell, to talk about what you're doing, because it's just normal to you because it's based on the way that you were made. Yeah, I agree. Like one of the things I see like kind of differently how like Christians do things versus like the world standards is that like you see a lot in the business world is like, don't give too much value, hold back. You know, you yeah. don't want to give everything away. And like when I've tried doing that, it just, like you said, it felt unnatural. It didn't feel right. And so like one of the things I do is that I give a lot of value. Like I share like a lot of like my content, like with my podcast mm -hmm. and even just like on social media and stuff. I give my audience a lot of value because I'm like, I want them to succeed. Like, yes, I would love for them to work with me, but I also want them to succeed and also to be able to trust me. So it's like, I have to give them something in order to build that trust. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's like a, you have to really like shift your mindset and really like 
silence the noise of the world and really look at like, okay, well, how would Jesus run this business? Like, what would he do? Yeah, exactly. And the other, the other thing here is like, when you're looking at the, like the world standards, there's, I know this sometimes just comes down to individual coaches, but there's a lot of messages out there about, well, you have to do it this way. You have to be posting like this or this type of post or be on this platform or do this thing or do it every day, all of this noise. And when you try and show up in those ways, first of all, a lot of times you exhaust yourself because you're doing things that don't, like we're saying, that don't feel natural, that don't feel good to you. A lot of times those like suggestions, while they may work for other people, like what's the cost of those things, right? So a lot of people will be like, oh, you have to send, you know, a bunch of DMs to build your business. And it's like, if you are like me and really hate small talk, (laughs) DMing is just the worst thing. Like I will DM people very specifically if I've already got a connection for some other reason, but like, I don't do small talk. I hate it. It's just like the bane of my life. So why would I build it? Why would I build a business trying to like small talk and DM people? But then also like just dropping links and messages is like really gross to me. And that's not helpful. And like I say, it clearly it works for some people, but what's what's the trade-off? Like, what are they sacrificing in order to actually do that? You know? So there's that's a lot of what comes from the, the world's message is that there's like the right way to do it. And you have to do it this way. And it doesn't matter the cost because you're building a business, but is it's always worth the cost. Like you have to think about what you're trading off in order to get where you're going. And you have to ask yourself if that's worth it. And a lot of the times not worth it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, that's something I kind of recently have been going through is like really seeking God about my business and like what platforms to actually be on. Cause I was getting burnt out trying to keep up with everything. Cause you have Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, like all the things. And it's like, okay, well, hold up. Like what actually <laughs> feels good to you? What do you actually enjoy? Cause like, you don't yep. want to be on these platforms and you're miserable. Cause that's going to come out in your content. Yep. So like now you're like doing it begrudgingly and it's like, okay, like stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you brought up the DMS. I hate getting cold DMS. I've been getting a lot of those lately and literally it's like a copy and paste response. Sometimes I don't even change my name. Like oh, I've had it where it's like <laughs> someone else's name. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've never had the wrong name come to me. At least the people that have done it to me have put in the effort to at least not <laughs> use a name or change the name. But yeah, that's yeah. I've had some pretty funny ones come through, and it's like, what is this? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you haven't built any personal connection. This is my first time ever talking to you, and you're already trying to sell to me. <laughs> I got an. I got an email once from, uh, or several emails about like um, for men's health coaching or something like that. And I was like, did you, did you, I'm not even a man. Like, I don't even have a name that could be confused with the male name. Like there is definitely a girl name. Like, come on, like, come on, do some research. Yeah. I I really don't like those like pitches or proposals or whatever. It's like, you've clearly done no research at all. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So tell us about your six step framework for biblical marketing. So, like, what are the six steps? And if you can give us examples of each. Yeah, of course. So, I'll give you the overview first and then briefly talk about what each of these six steps are. So, and like I was saying, this is like based on like components of Jesus's life and ministry, um, just the way that he carried himself, the way that he conducted his ministry that I've kind of based these things on. So the six steps are we've got identity, we've got calling, ministry, testimony, fellowship, and invitation. So 
what each of these steps are. So let's start with identity. This is the first step. So this is about getting a really good understanding of who you are. We were talking about strategies that don't feel aligned to us, things that are not within our own giftings, those kinds of things. If you're going to have a successful business that feels good and easy, you need to understand like who you are and what your strengths are, what your giftings are. There are some people that are absolute masters of creating like reels and TikToks and that their business thrives on it. If you hate doing that, you don't need to do that. <laughs> That's where this comes from, right? There's so many ways that you can build a business. You can you can be successful on pretty much any platform with pretty much any method. And it's all about where is it that you thrive? God made you a way, a specific way to run your business a specific way. And so identity is all about understanding who you are. And part of it as well is just becoming comfortable with it. A lot of times we know who we are, but we're a little bit like afraid to share. We don't want to be too bold or we just like, we feel, oh, well, people might not like that about me. Like, here's the thing, like, did God ever doubt who he was? Did Jesus ever go, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of like the son of God, but I don't really want to talk about it. He was like, no, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, but this is me and that's what I'm here to tell you. And so we kind of have to have that same like boldness because he made us this way. So why would we be afraid or ashamed of it? So step one is just like getting that confidence and being comfortable with like who you are, what those gifts and skills are, and just allowing that to shine through in your business and to really own that because that's the confidence is what will people are really drawn to as well. And if you can very comfortably say, this is me, this is the way that I show up, people are attracted to that. They like that. They want that confidence. And so they want to connect with that. So step one is just that like confidence of your identity. So step two here is calling. So this is about understanding who you are called to serve. So if you look at Jesus, he had a very broad ministry, right? His ministry was to to serve all the sinners of the world. So obviously our audience is not that broad. Um, We have a much more specific niche, but for really a successful business, business, it's understanding who is that for you? Who is, is that small audience that you were called to serve that you have been tasked with like focusing on to pour into. And so um, there's lots of ways that you can get to know that. A lot of times we just, we do just kind of get told we know we, and we have that within us. Um, But there's a lot of ways to learn more about their needs and connect with them properly. So there's um, like a lot of calling is just like understanding your people better. So doing some research to connect with them, asking them questions, getting to know their needs so that you can serve them better. And so that step two is just understanding that calling. Step three here is ministry. Um, So this is about the way that you serve. So I talk about this in terms of your content. Your offer can absolutely come under here too because you serve people with your actual paid products. But on the marketing side, I focus on the content because that's like how people learn about you, right? And so we were just talking about this. I think you mentioned it, Andrea, like you don't, you were feeling really weird when people would say, oh, don't like give, give everything away. Like you've got to reserve some because people need to be able to like pay you for your best stuff. And you said that that felt kind of strange to you and you didn't like that. And this is one of the things that we notice about Jesus's ministry, right? He did not hold back (laughs) when he was out serving people. He would go to communities and he would just do what they needed. If they needed to be healed, he would heal them. If they needed wine, he made some wine. If they needed to be raised from the dead, he raised them from the dead in those in a specific stories as well, right? Like he did not hold back. He just did what he felt led to do and what needed to be done in those places. And so this is kind of how we need to approach our content. Now, I'm not saying that you need to give your program away for free, right? People need to pay you for your business, but 
Um, someone said it to me like this, and I really like it. Be be restrictive with the time that you give away, but within that time, serve as well as you can possibly serve. And I love that approach because like if someone comes to me for a free coaching call, like I'm gonna serve them in that 20 or 30 minutes that we work together. They're gonna get a coaching call. They're not gonna get like surface level Sarah. They're gonna get full Sarah, but just for 20 minutes rather than for a full hour or a full program, because that's what people should pay me for. But if I'm giving a free session away, they're going to get a session. It's just shorter. So what you need to think about with ministry is like, first of all, think about how you want to be serving in your content. So this is where you show up and what you talk about. And also just getting like, again, getting confident, getting comfortable with just giving your content away. When you show up, you show up, you serve and you build those connections and that trust by just being open and giving people actual help. Because imagine if you help them for free, they're going to think, what is that paid offer like? If this mm-hmm. is the free stuff, what's the paid stuff going to be? It's going to be even even better. And that's what giving away stuff for free actually does. It builds a lot of trust. It's just like the best thing. I love it. Okay. Are we on to step four? Step four <laughs> is <laughs> testimony. So this is about like there's two two components here that I touch on in my um my blueprint here. Testimony is partly actually sharing your testimonials, and I I talk in my my um, blueprint about some strategies for how to actually like get some good feedback from people and be able to share it. But um one of the other things that people sometimes forget that they can use as a way to talk about like themselves is having a really good website and using that as your testimony um your like examples of why you do what you do, why it does well, like what are your success stories? And this is the thing, like we sometimes get a bit weird about sharing those success stories because we feel like we're boasting. We feel like we're kind of talking ourselves up a little bit too much. But again, if we look at if we look at Jesus back to an example, he didn't conduct anything in secret. He in fact pretty much told us to do the opposite. He, he didn't tell us to like go be boastful and to do things for the sake of doing them publicly, right? But he did not do things in secret. If he was performing miracles, he would do them in public where people could see. He would like talk to people in their homes with guests over in big groups and, you know, was talking to thousands of people at certain times. And so there was no secret. It wasn't something that he hid. So we need to let people see evidence of what we're doing. We need to be able to share that we do have a business, that we are serving people and that the people we are serving are enjoying that service. So it's not boastful to share things. We need to be able to provide that evidence. It's all about building trust with people so that they are intrigued by what you do and that they know that you can deliver the goods. So that's all about testimony. The next step here we have is fellowship. This is about community. We were talking again, there's so much of the Bible that is based around community, around meeting with people, around going to church or services or just meeting in homes over dinner. All of it's about relationships and community building. And it is so important in our businesses to have a way to build that community with people, to build a fellowship. Um, And so I talk about funnels here because it's a bit of an unconventional way to build a fellowship and to nurture people. But it is really important to build relationships in lots of different ways. It doesn't always have to be a Facebook group. Everyone thinks, oh, we need to have a Facebook group. It doesn't actually have to. Um, you can build you can build relationships in emails. You can build relationships in DMs if that's what you want. There's lots of different ways 
that you can build that fellowship and that community with people. But you have to have some way to interact with people because coming back to building trust, you can't really build trust with people if you don't ever talk to them. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so we can talk to them in different ways, right? Like we can do a lot of one-to-one talking if we want through things like DMs, but you can talk to people on scale. So if you are in that stage of scaling your business, this is where funnels are a really great way to build some of that relationship because you can serve people well in emails or in a Facebook group where you can talk to them in a group en masse. Um, so you, because you only have so much time, right? You cannot possibly c- connect individually with every single person if there are potentially hundreds or thousands of people coming into your business, but you can still inject it in little ways. Like you can send emails and invite them to respond to you. You can do like lives and chat with people in the comments. Like there's lots of ways that you can build that community with people without it having to take up tons and tons of your time. But it's so important to build that relationship with people. Most of the time when people buy from you, it's because they've connected with you in some way, whether it's been a message, whether it's been a really nice email that you sent out, whether it is in a Facebook group, whatever that looks like for you. Um, But there's lots of very powerful ways to build that fellowship. All right. And then the last piece here is invitation. The most important piece of the puzzle is the sales. You cannot have a business if you don't sell things. And because then what are you doing? You don't have a business. You just have like an influencer page where you're having fun. Right. And the, the other, this is the thing that like, I really love looking at in Jesus's ministry because he was not shy about inviting people to like either join him or to listen to his word, to come to his, like the preaching that he did, like he had an open invitation for people to come and be saved. Right. And that was the whole foundation of his ministry was here is an invitation. I want you to be saved, come and know me. And then that's going to happen. And he was not shy about that. And so this is something that we need to just embrace but he also didn't do it in a super like pushy way. That's the other component here to re- to remember is because sometimes we get weird about sales thinking it has to be really like gross or pushy. And it's not that at all. A lot of sales is very natural. It's just telling people, I have this thing. Do you want to be part of it? And that's really what sales comes down to. That's why I chose the word invitation here, because that's why you're just inviting people to join you in a space. Whether that space is a free space or a paid space, it's still an invitation. And it leaves them the control to say, yes, I want to accept that invitation. Or they can say, "Eh, it's not really the right time. I'll come back to you later. Or, oh, it's not really a good fit for me, but thank you so much for thinking of me. It leaves people the power to decide what to do with that information. And that's all that you're doing with sales is you're just providing people with information about what you do and how they can connect with you. And it's a very natural to do that. And so there's lots of ways that you can sell. Um, but really the the thing to, th- to take away here is think of it as an invitation. It's going to take a lot of that weirdness out of the process because you're not putting any pressure on anyone. You're not putting pressure on yourself. You're just saying, here's the thing. If you want it, here it is. If you don't want it, that's fine. I'm not going to push you for it. It's there if you want it. So that's the six like steps of the biblical framework. There's a lot of detail and I have like, I can go into so much more depth. It's like so hard to not talk more and more (laughs) about this because there's just endless things that we could say, but that's like the very quick overview of all of these steps. Wow. Like I am, I'm in awe. Like that is an amazing framework and 
some of the ones you said, like, I was not expecting that. So like when you said testimony, I was thinking like, oh, maybe she's going to say like, you know, you share your story, your experience. And it's like, well, no, you're like, you know, you share your testimonials, like your client wins and everything. And then I loved how you framed invitation. That is such a beautiful way of thinking about selling your services And like you said, like a lot of people, they feel like, oh, selling, it feels gross. It feels weird, but not if you're making it as an open invitation for Mm -hmm. someone to come and work with you. And that is something I actually work with my clients on because I teach them how to actually sell on their podcast. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, I'm like, you're not being pushy. You're literally just telling people what you do and just laying out this offer like, hey, if you want support in this area, I'm available to help you. That's yeah. it. Like it doesn't have to be gross or anything like that. And so that is such an amazing framework. I hope you have trademarked that or will <laughs> trademark it soon. Um, but that is just like, I clearly see God's hand throughout that, like even how you put it together and just the simplicity of it. Like it makes me excited about marketing. Like if I think about it in that way, it's not complicated or anything like that. So that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely a God thing. This was not something I was intending to create as a resource. And I think I was just like, I don't even know where it came from. It's just one of those things, right? I was just kind of in my house and I was like, this would be a really great way to talk about these things. Let's like Mm -hmm. jot down some ideas. And over the course of, it was pretty quick as well. Maybe it was just a week or something. I was thinking about it and I was like, this is it. These are the words. This like connects so well. Um, And yeah, I have a, and it's a free resource that I have. And I've got like podcast episodes that link up to go into more detail. Cause like, like I said, I'm really like trying to constrain myself from talking about all of these components because there's just so much to it. Um, so I have linked in that resource podcast episodes where I go in depth about different like aspects of it because like it's an endless thing. Cause you'd mentioned like you were expecting testimony to be about stories. Actually, I do talk about that in other places as well, because it is a very important part of testimonies, our own personal testimony, which is not something that I had mentioned right in that summary. But yeah, like our own testimony and our own story is a huge component of our marketing as well. So I've got endless amounts of information on that too. So (laughs) yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I, like I said, I absolutely love that. And it's like I said, it's so simple. Like it really takes all the complication out of marketing because, you know, marketing gurus, they can get very technical and make it so complicated, but it's pretty much, it's marketing in a way that feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love that. Um, so like speaking about this framework, can you share like what have been some of your clients experiences implementing it? So like, are they able to see like that difference to go from like trying to do things the world's way to like implementing this biblical marketing strategy? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I've seen so far is like a confidence in changing things up and like a freedom that they get when they just have permission to do what feels good to them. Like I had a client call, um, was it just last week recently? And I was helping um, a VA with just like, we were working on her offer and what she wanted to kind of package together because she's like, well, I just do all of the things, but I don't want to do all of the things. And I was like, okay, well, let's like, what, what do you like doing? So we just like opened up a blank page and we're doing some brainstorming. We opened up a blank page and she was like, just telling me all of this stuff. 
And I could just hear the passion in certain like aspects that she was telling me. And I was like, well, look, you're excited about these things. Maybe that's the thing that you should be doing with your business. And so we kind of brainstormed like a package together. And she'd sent me a message a couple of days after. She was just like, I'm just so excited. This makes so much sense. I'm so looking forward to like building a business around this offer and being able to like share it and have clients do this thing because like this makes sense. I love this. Why was I not doing this before? So sometimes it's just about like giving yourself permission to do the things that actually make you excited. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get a little bit like we we try and like manufacture our business a little bit too much. Because like I say, like you're following people's advice. You're trying to learn from other people's experiences that have gone before you. And you see, well, they were successful doing this thing. They were successful doing it this way. So maybe that's how I should do it. And actually, like, yeah, you can follow in their footsteps. But if that's not your passion, if that's not your gifting, it's not going to work. It's not going to go very far. Like you're far better just finding the things that make you excited, that make you passionate. And you're going to be able to, first of all, serve people much better than you would trying to do something that's not your gifting. But it becomes so much easier to sell things because you're just not going to want to stop talking about them because if it makes you excited, that excitement spills out. It's one of the things that I do think, like there's a lot of things about new age marketing that are completely, completely wrong. But one of the things that they do get right, I think, is that people are very good at sensing your energy. Now, I don't like that language and that terminology, but but people do feel it. Like if you're excited about something, people can feel that excitement. And if you're not passionate about something, people can tell. And it's kind of it's kind of a turnoff. And they go, mm, maybe I shouldn't work with you because you don't seem to be very excited about what you're talking about. So people do pick up on those social cues and they feel that. So you're far better building a business around those things that do get you passionate and excited because people are going to be able to tell. They're going to feel that energy. They're going to know that that's the thing that God gave you a passion for. Like it's going to just come through because yeah, like you can't stop talking about it when you love something, when you're excited about it. It's so easy to talk about, to sell it. And then your whole business becomes easier because you're just doing it naturally rather than having to like force it into like a box that you don't want to fit in. Yes, I I love that. And I love that win for your client just to have that confidence and feel good about her business. Like that's what we all want at the end of the day to feel good about what we're doing. You know, because if you don't feel good about it, you're not going to market it. You're not like, you're just going to be miserable. So, and especially like when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's like, you're choosing this lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and it's not, easy. It's not for the faint of heart. So you want to make sure that you're doing something that you're enjoying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, I would love to hear what your number one mompreneur hack is. Yes. I was thinking about this before we got on our call. Um, My hack is kind of in two two quick parts here. Um, When you're like running a business, we've been talking about trying to make things feel easy. So my hack is you want to create even if it's very simple, you want to have some sort of sales funnel. The reason that I suggest this, and this is really my hack, is it's kind of exhausting to remember how to sell to people all of the time or which offers you've got going on, which freebies you want to promote. It's kind of tiring. And that's why I suggest having a simple funnel that does a selling for you so that all you need to do in your content is you show up and you serve. You can share free resources or free trainings, invite people to your group or to lives that you're going to do, workshops, whatever. And then That's all you need to do. Your workshops, your freebies, your trainings, whatever it is, that's going to sell people into your offers. And so it takes a lot of that like mental energy 
off your shoulders because you're not having to remember, oh, did I mention this offer? Did I sign people up to the paid workshop? Did I do the thing? You just show up, you serve, you share your free resources. And that's the only thing that you need to think about. And the rest of the selling will kind of take care of itself in other places. So that's my number one hack to just take some of that mental load off your head. (laughs) Yes, I love that. That's kind of like what I do with my podcast. I use that as like the top of my sales funnel. And Mm -hmm. so I promote my offers on there. And I honestly, I repurpose all my content from my podcast episodes just to keep it easy as possible. Because like you said, like, you you don't want to have to, oh, did I do this? Did I do that? And then especially like being a mom, like yeah. <laughs> dealing with mom brain and different things, sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah. like, you just need to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This was such an amazing conversation. And um, if you can just share with my audience, like how they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yeah, of course. So I have my own podcast called Faith Filled Business. You can search it on any of the platforms. Um, I also have a Facebook group with the same name, Faith Filled Business. So you can come hang out there if you are curious to learn more about what's going on. And then of course, like we were talking about, I have this free resource, the biblical marketing blueprint. We'll provide a link for that. Uh, but you can go to sarahbeisel.com slash blueprint uh, to access that if you want to dig deeper into the things that we were talking about today. Yeah, and I highly recommend listening to Sarah's podcast and joining her Facebook group. They're both really great resources. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all your wisdom with us. Thanks for having me. This has been so much fun. Yes. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.